welcome back to Down to Mars. We've made it to October of 2020. And I think it's safe to say that this year has been a wild one, to say the very least. We've definitely had our hands busy with a lot of incredible things I'm really excited to share. For example, since our last episode, we've launched in partnership with American Family and Connect Business Consulting and the Sherman Phoenix, an online STEM program called STEAM and Dream. The Milky Way Tech Hub has also announced our tech fund, where we are targeting a raise of $50 million. So hopefully it's clear that we're more motivated than ever to bring about equitable opportunities to Milwaukee's tech ecosystem. It's kind of funny. It seems like the last quarter of every year always seems to be the most exciting and busiest time of the year for the Milky Way Tech Hub. This year, I'm excited to share that our annual pitch event has expanded with a partnership with P5. This year, we will be offering a total of $15,000 to deserving startups. During this COVID era, my team and I kept trying to figure out how we can make this year's pitch event bigger and better than last year's. And once again, partnership and collaboration has proven to be the solution. So this episode, we are going to dive into a conversation with the founder of P5 to learn more about her organization and how we came about partnering to bring this amazing opportunity to founders. So let's get into it. So today we have with us the amazing Jenna Atkinson, founder of P5. And I'm so, so happy to be able to bring you on our podcast today. Um, we have some exciting things to discuss and some announcements to make. So I think it's best if we just dive in. But before we do so, I'd like to start with a quick, quirky question. If you could be an expert in any field, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you about this and everything like you said that we have in the works. You're doing such cool work and projects for Milwaukee and, and even on a bigger scale. So I've been dying to connect with you just personally. So this is so exciting that we finally get to collaborate on a couple of things. And I know I'll get to that later, but I just want to say thanks. And I'm excited to, to get to work with you too, Nadia. Um, but the expertise question, man, I don't know. I, I'm very ADD, so I feel like many entrepreneurs, I'm just super excited about a lot of different things and different subjects. So for me to pick one is really hard, which is one of the reasons that for the P5 project, we you know, host some of these pitch competitions or events or other opportunities for a wide range of entrepreneurs. So I get to dabble and learn about a lot of different things um, without having to personally, you know, implement them all myself. So um, expertise, I think, it, maybe my expertise is broad general knowledge and general excitement and um, ways to connect other people and, and learn about what they have going on and how we can help make them be a success. So of all the things you're choosing to be able to have a, an expertise in being able to connect people? <laughs> I don't know if you can call it that. <laughs> or maybe, how about, how about relationships? An expertise in relationships, because what relationships. I really enjoy is finding new ways to connect with people that are doing cool things and have a big vision, and um, just using my relationships and my network to help connect them to resources or funding or opportunities. So relationships are what's exciting to me. Yeah. It's what makes the world go around. And I think 
especially right now, the world could need could use and, and need more experts in building beneficial relationships. I feel like that's a very transferable skill too. Like you can certainly like make it in any field from politics to um, technology if you can. So yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but you know, if you can, you know, help facilitate relationships, that is a really great skill. I love that. Uh, for me, I think if I were to have like instantly pick up um, uh, a skill, I think it'd probably be like learning or being able to pick up languages really easily. Yeah, um, you're just talking about all of your space stuff too. I feel like your skill could be like rocket engineering <laughs> or something. Yeah, or, NASA, or that. Getting involved with all the space stuff, you know, you're talking about or that, constellations yeah. and Milky Way Tech Hub and the podcast name. It's like, Hey, you got to get into NASA, girl. Yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> Space exploration would that's be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I should have said that. All right. So let's uh, dive in. Why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So I, I'm originally from Green Bay. My husband, Matt, and I are both from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Both went to school down at UW-Madison. Um, I went to the business school there, and after I graduated, worked for a couple of big top 100 professional services firms and worked in their business development and marketing departments and really got to learn about, maybe that, that was the start of my enjoyment of relationships, because in business school, we learned a lot about marketing, but it was more about like the product placement, you know, the five piece, kind of like a retail swing on things, where yes. in professional services, like <laughs> financial advisors, accountants, attorneys, a lot of it was all about building relationships and you build your business by, you know, being an expert in what you do, but more importantly, being able to build those critical relationships in people's lives. So I thought that was really interesting and exciting. Um, and after a couple of years of doing that, I eventually branched out and started my own business where I did business development and marketing training and consulting for firms nationwide. So, um, law firms, high net worth financial firms, accounting firms, and it was really, really fun and enjoyable at the time. The business was doing really, really well, um, but then my husband and I had two little girls in two years, and it definitely caused me to step back and reevaluate what I wanted to do, not mm -hmm. only with my career, but just my life and, and everything and how I wanted to prioritize everything that I had going on. Um, so I, I was never the stay at home mom type. I, I enjoy business and have big professional goals. Um, not that, you know, stay at home. I think stay at home moms probably have one of the hardest jobs out there and one of the yeah. most important, but it just oh, absolutely, was, not, <laughs> was not for me personally. Mm -hmm. I love my kids more than anything, but you guys got to go hang out with some friends once in a while, you know? Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I wanted to make sure that if I was spending time away from, you know, my husband and my kids and my family, that I wanted it to be for something that I was really passionate about and felt was having um, the type of impact that I wanted to have, not just for a good paycheck, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of 2018, I started shifting off that consulting business and mid 2019, I started this new business that I have now called the P5 Project and P5 mm -hmm. stands for purpose, passion, profits, progress, and possibility. And the entire goal of the organization is to help 
women entrepreneurs and leaders set and achieve even bigger goals to increase their income, impact, and influence. And to do that in order to make a larger positive impact for the people, causes, and communities that are important to them. So we do that through dynamic events and training and resources and funding and just connection opportunities. And it really is an exciting new opportunity that I am, I'm more passionate and excited about and feel I can make a bigger impact in. And it explained to my two little girls one day why, mm -hmm. why something like this is so important. Yeah, yes. That's amazing. So you used to work in corporate, then you moved into your own consulting and then to P5. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. Yes. Okay, so what made you really want to make the, the leap from corporate to consulting? And like, how did you know it was time? <laughs> well, a couple of things. Um, so I was sitting one day, so growing up, my dad worked for the same big company for 35 years mm -hmm. from the time he graduated high school until the day he retired. 35 so he was like years a lifer. Work, typical like baby boomer kind of corporate mm -hmm. loyalty. So I got to see what that was like and what the pros and cons of that was. And then my mom um, was a stay at home mom when my sister and I were younger. And then when we got older and we're in school more, she did a, pursued a variety of passions. She started two different businesses that are totally different, small businesses in this really small town. And mm -hmm. So I got to see a glimpse of, even on a smaller scale, what entrepreneurship was like and what kind of impact that could have on the community and what the struggles and um, benefits of, of entrepreneurship were. So I was really lucky to be able to kind of have an inside look at both of those tracks. And I, I remember after working a couple years in a, a corporate organization, I was sitting you know, in my cubicle, early 20s. And mm -hmm. I, this was before being married, before kids, uh -huh. and I literally made, like, this is, don't tell them I was using my time to do this, but um, <laughs> I literally made in Excel, like, a graph of how my time in one day was spent. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, from 6 to 7.30, I need to get up, get ready, eat, like, boring, get ready stuff. But then from 8 or 7.45 or 7.30, driving there to get to the office by 8 until... 5 30 or 6 o'clock or if you had events at, I didn't get home till 6 30 you know 7 or later o'clock every night and then it's like even then you know you go to bed at 10 o'clock to do it again the major the amount of hours that I got to control in my day mm -hmm. it just pissed me off so much I, I can't explain it in a better way and then there's another example that I, I didn't I had like a it was a back-end job so it wasn't like retail where you had to be there because customers were walking in or whatever um, it was basically like, go to my desk and be there and do the work. Yep. Well, I got called to my boss's office one day and she was like, you know, I just wanted to talk to you. I know you're, you're a hard worker and you're getting your work done, but you really need to focus on being more timely. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like I'm getting all my, all my work is complete. I'm never late on my assignments. I'm doing mm -hmm. extra stuff. I, I'm not sure yeah. what you mean. And she's like, well, We've, we've had some complaints from one of your teammates that has an office near yours that um, the, the past couple of days this week, you were here at 8.04 and 8.07 and 8.00 and literally had a list of like uh -huh. the, min yes. the minutes That's ridiculous. that uh -huh. I was not at my desk. Mm -hmm. And it just, it blew my mind. It made me so, so mad because I was like, 
listen, I'm a hard worker. I want mm -hmm. results. I want to get things done for you. I want to drive the bottom line. I want to make things happen. I'm mm -hmm. working my butt off sometimes at eight, <clears throat> nine, 10, 11, 12 at night because right. I want to do the things that will, will push the needle for your business. And I love doing that. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're getting complaints because I'm here at eight Oh four. And that, that bothers you. Unacceptable. Like, and, and so, but I feel like that is not in a silo. Like that was not, I, and I understand, I mean, hindsight, I understand if it says your job, you need to be there at eight until five and sit at this desk and then leave. I, I guess that is what it is, but I, I could not do it knowing that there was only three hours in the day that I had control over and that I had to have my butt in that seat at the cubicle from 8.00 a.m. till 5.00 p.m. or I was in trouble regardless of my results. Like, I'm not, like I said, I know you too. I'm not, I'm not against hard work. I want results. I want things to happen. Mm -hmm. But if I want to go to the gym at 11 o'clock because I am stressed out and need a mental break, yep. I'm going to run my ass to the gym for yep. a quick run. And then yep. I'll work until 11 o'clock tonight to get it done. Yes. So a lot of it was just about the flexibility and, and yes. knowing that, I could not live my whole life that way. And even mm -hmm. looking forward, like, what about when I have kids? I'm gonna be an adult that needs to ask another adult, is it okay if I bring my daughter to the doctor? Can I right. go to the doctor's <laughs> recital? Or can I go to my daughter's recital? No, 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 no. You better believe I'm gonna be at every recital. I'm gonna be at every, you know, so boring soccer game. I'm gonna yes. go to every doctor's appointment. And I don't want permission from another person to be able to be there that. for my kids. Right. So it was just, looking forward and how can I set up that type of life and flexibility mm -hmm. that I want for myself. And actually yep. my boss at the time, like I was really transparent and open with mm -hmm. my, all of my bosses that I had been interested in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I was really lucky that my, my last corporate boss was a great mentor and, mm -hmm. and um, I was really transparent about this. So eventually I had been like building these side plans and ideas and I would talk to her about it all the time. And she's like, what are, what are you still doing here? Mm -hmm. And did that, like, that was her quote to me and not in a way of like, we don't want you, you're not doing a good job, but more like, you're never going to feel like you're ready. So if you think you're close to there, like, mm -hmm. what do you still do? Take the leap and go. So she gave yep. me that extra kind of kick. And they, I think because of that transparency and, and because mm -hmm. of the results I've provided for them throughout my time with those corporations, Mm -hmm. um, those organizations to this day have been some of my biggest supporters personally and yeah. professionally through my businesses. So it's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Your story is very similar to mine. Um, <clears throat> I was a part of this you know, large uh, company and um, was just, you know, starting to get the feel of corporate America two years in and um, I, I just wasn't feeling the, the culture of show, having to show up um, at one's um, desk at a certain time, right? Mm -hmm. And so my my last boss in corporate uh, was, uh, he was pretty flexible. At the same time, though, I my company is, um, is very, what's the word? Um, we're just always in the media, it seems. And so I was a little bit nervous about that because I would have to like share what's going on on LinkedIn and, you know, on Facebook mm -hmm. and like put ourselves out there. And so we were starting to get uh, articles in the Business Journal and Journal Sentinel. And so um, it was getting to the point where I was sort of seeing like my team members were noticing this. 
and they started circulating articles um, over email. And that's when things seemed to shift a little bit, uh, where they seemed to be okay if like I showed up at a certain point in time, because I, I worked with a global team, at the time I worked with a global team in India. So I would be working at night at 10 o'clock p.m., 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So they weren't like, oh, you must be here at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Um, but at the same time, they were like, we want to make sure that we see you. And so um, it, it, they started to tighten up a little bit. And I sensed that it was because of that. And um, I don't know about what, right around um, on the onset of COVID-19, um, I took a vacation. And when I came back, um, my boss started saying, hey, you know, while you were gone, your team members were saying X, Y, Z about you and wondering if like your external work is whatever. And I was just like, really? Y'all having these conversations while I'm not even in That's the room? your business. Like, hey, I'm getting it done. Don't, don't worry right. about if I'm getting it done at 8.00 a.m. or yes. at 2 a.m. If my work is done it's and getting it's done. Right. not impacting you, don't right. worry about it. And I so, hear you. Yeah. And so, um, it was interesting because um, it was like right before everybody was like stay at home. It was stay at home order, and so they were like, "Hey, we want to see you more." We, you're, you know, people are saying it. You're not really present in the office or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how because nobody even <laughs> sees each other in these days. Um, and I don't know. I was just like fed up with that the whole like situation. That's when I realized like, okay. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything that's going to compromise my dream. So I need to figure out how to um, take some actionable steps to um, exit. And so um, within like five months later, um, I exited from um, my, my corporate job. It's funny enough that that was like my first like um, corporate job that wasn't an internship. <laughs> so I don't think it was for me. <laughs> Um, but you know, um, no shade on anyone who really enjoys that environment, but it's interesting to watch now though, um, that culture of, Hey, be in this seat at eight o'clock or make sure you're present in the office. Otherwise we don't know that you're doing work or whatever is literally like slowly dying in front of our eyes, right? Like that culture is, is, is fading away. And a lot of the people who are really upholding, um, that uh, culture kind of like now having to adjust like uh, guess what we all can work from home and do what we need to do <laughs> yeah and, I think this um, whole COVID thing is going to yes. be uh, a big shift for a lot of those corporations that were dragging their feet on the more yes. um, flexible work schedules yes. or working locations just yes. with technology now I think mm -hmm. they're going to have a really difficult time finding people that maybe even themselves weren't necessarily a big fan mm -hmm. of virtual work or different yeah. work hours. But now after being they see it works. five days a week or whatever, they're like, I'm not going to be in an office seat all day long, you know? Well, yeah. And yeah. It's going to be benefits. There's benefits to that. You're absolutely right. There's benefits. Um, you're, you're saving time. Right. But then there's also like, um, they're gonna have a hard time justifying getting people back into an office and paying that money for like the office space, right? Because I, I know they're looking at the books right now and not, I'm sure every company is, is you know, tightening up <laughs> to a certain extent because of this current environment. And so like having to pay for space for a model that we know is not necessary anymore, I don't know. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, watching how this all plays out in the next uh, you know, couple of months or um, even into next year, honestly. Um, so speaking of COVID, I found, I found myself during this time, like having to pivot 
so much, right? Because that Milky Way Tech Hub is all about bringing people together <laughs> and congregating and celebrating. <laughs> and um, I, I had to, you know, put all of my meetings online and it changes so much. And um, at one point, you know, I was like trying to make sure that I was, you know, staying motivated um, so I can continue to pursue this mission and realize this goal of, you know, making Milwaukee and the most diverse and inclusive tech hub, right? And so um, my question for you is, you know, how are you um, staying motivated or what what's fueling you these days? I think, and I am 100% with you because our big, our first big initiative as you know now for the P5 project mm -hmm. was what was going to be the largest in-person, great timing event mm -hmm. in Wisconsin for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We're expecting yes. about 1,200 um, women entrepreneurs and leaders from across the country to come to Madison in August. And we obviously had to pivot that to be totally virtual too. And although there's, um, I don't think there's ever a way that virtual will fully compare to the connections and experience that you can get at a live event or like your live meetings that you're talking about. Um, I think there are some really cool custom and, and, unique and things you can do to engage and still build relationships or value or whatever you're trying to accomplish through those events. But as far as motivation, I think you got to kind of take what you can get. If you can't go to those hype me up kind of events or, or meet in person. And I know that fuels a lot of people, those types of connections with people. Mm -hmm. I think even connecting virtually, um, if it's zoom or what a uh, zoom happy hour, whatever, yeah. Uh, is really important. And I think one of the things that's really refueled my fire and my passion and my commitment to what I'm doing right now is just seeing the amount of need increase even more. So especially with, you know, the things and the, the people that we work with and provide resources for Nadia is like, okay, so before all of this COVID stuff, you know, women are only 2% of venture capital funding. And you know, a much lower percent of million dollar revenue per year businesses and just some different challenges. Well, now with COVID and especially with, you know, families with children and, and financial, all different things. Last month alone, 80% of the people that had to leave the workforce due to COVID related, you know, whether it's childcare needs or virtual schooling or um, helping with a family member, whatever, 865,000 women had to leave the workforce. 25% of the businesses that have been eliminated due to COVID related economic impact are women owned businesses. Wow. Um, it, it's just like such a bigger impact on women yeah. and it's taking back, you know, like 10 years of progress that women have made in the workforce and in entrepreneurship. So organizations that provide resources and support and services and funding like you do to to women and women entrepreneurs and women that have big ideas, especially with the opportunity for that flexibility, because women aren't dropping out because they aren't hard workers. They're not dropping out because they don't have professional um, aspirations. They're dropping out because guess what? If they need to be like we were talking about in the office, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and they have kids that now have virtual school and need to be at home from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m., like that job's not gonna work anymore. So they still want to get in and there's going to be a huge amount, in my opinion, 
Mm -hmm. I, if I look in my crystal ball, um, there's going to be a huge like resurgence of women entrepreneurs that are more motivated than ever, yeah. but they're not going to be working during those traditional hours. They're going to be mm -hmm. working when their kids are taking a nap or they're going to be working before their kids get up or they're going to be working mm -hmm. late at night because we're smart. We're hard workers. We know how to get it all done, but it needs mm -hmm. to be on our schedule. So the motivation is just, it is other people and being like, mm -hmm. I can, I can fill a need and make an impact where other people, you know, are being hit hard by something right now that's out of their control. So what can I do to give back? And then secondly, connecting to people like you or other women that mm -hmm. share similar goals and aspirations. And even when you like, you know, take a hard hit or you're feeling down or you're yeah, hearing yeah. those or whatever it is, like talking to people like you that have those same goals and be like, keep yeah, going. Yeah. This is awesome. This is why we need it. This is what I'm doing. It just, it's also exciting to me. So I think knowing your need and what your mm -hmm. impact is or can be, and then connecting with other people that share that interest and passion and motivation. And even if it needs to be virtual right now, we can meet for per in person over coffee or a beer or something and high five about yeah. all of our success when it's allowed. Right, right. I definitely get um, leaning into the need and wanting to address it as much as possible. And, and that, that's sort of uh, been a huge motivator for me. Um, so the core of Milky Way Tech Hub is a, about um, increasing diversity in tech, but specifically racial diversity. Um, and we know that there's so many disparities in the tech industry, right, across the board, especially as it relates to um, you know, funding for black and brown founders. Only, uh, I think it's only 1% of venture capital funds goes to um, black businesses and like 0.0006% goes to black women. And so, um, you know, obviously we're dealing with two pandemics in America, right? COVID and racism. And um, so because of all the civil unrest, um, it was, you know, really um, exhausting for me because, you know, folks would reach out um, uh, around May, I think it was uh, right around um, the George Floyd murder. People were reaching out like, oh, you know, what's the, Nadia, what's the Milky Way Tech Hub statement or whatever, or can you speak to the community about what they were calling looting and rioting and all this other stuff, and I was just like, pause, it's very exhausting, and so I had to really like, um, take a second um, and remind myself of like, okay, um, one of the reasons why, you know, we're here, why I founded Jack Constellations and the Milky Way Tech Hub is to bring equitable opportunities, is to address disparities in, in the tech industry, but also to make sure that, you know, they're, um, um, all, all of the um, systemic uh, uh, racial uh, oppression that's, uh, you know, currently um, plaguing uh, the country um, is, you know, being addressed in some way, shape, or form and using technology as a vehicle. And so um, I began to, like, really, like, sit in why we are here, why I formed at the Milky Way Tech Hub and where our purpose is, and I continue to allow that to motivate me. But at times it gets really exhausting, and so, um, uh, you know, that's why I ask, like, you know, how do you stay motivated? And so thinking of the need is uh, absolutely um, one way to keep 
pushing you forward. Another way that I, I go about like inspiring myself is tracking my progress. And so I always share with folks that I have this thing called a good things jar. And so when something good happens, I think this I is particularly, particularly useful in 2020. <laughs> When something good happens, write it down and put it in the jar. And then when you're having a bad day or, you know, life sucks for whatever reason, um, you know, take a look at that jar. Um, remind yourself of like the progress that you've made or how awesome you are, or how awesome your, your company is. And just remind yourself of what it is that you're doing and why. And um, again, I think that that just serves as a really, really good uh, motivator. <laughs> I think that that's a great example. And I think it, it resonates with me for sure because I know I have really big goals and a big vision and I feel like other people, you know, like yourself that have these big picture things that they want to accomplish. It's really easy to fall into that. Like you're not, at least for me, like I'm not doing enough yet or nothing is like hmm. the things I'm doing are not enough yet because I, I always have my eye on this big vision or big goal. So I think it is really important hmm. and valuable to track those track the progress and hey I, I started a podcast hey I did an event with 10 people now it's 25 people now it's 30 people I gave a thousand dollars now it's ten thousand like mm -hmm. tracking those milestones and giving yourself credit I think is a really mm -hmm. great point so I'll, I'm gonna have to steal that from you yeah it's really yeah, helpful. The, good, the good things jar I'm gonna add yes that. absolutely it's uh, it's come in handy quite a bit here in 2020 <laughs> so speaking of our um, grand visions, you and I are similar in that we have, you know, really ambitious goals. What sort of legacy are you hoping to leave behind? I, my big goal for the P5 project is I would like to help 100,000 women either raise a million dollars or reach a million dollars in revenue from their business. And the reason for that is the ripple effect of impact that I can, I believe that that can have. It is documented that women who lead, whether it's a corporate organization or are a founder of a business, are more focused on social impact. They are more philanthropic with their money and their time. So investing and and helping women be successful in business and increase their income, impact, and influence is creating a ripple effect of positive change for yes. people, communities, and causes all across the world. So if you can make that first domino fall and help those women, you know, money is power. So if you can help more women get money, get power, the more the more broad impact that you can have. So that is my big vision and, and my big goal. I love it. I love it. So, so needed and such a beautiful vision. And you know, I think it's important to say thank you for, you know, pursuing that vision because, you know, we've all worked so hard and there's not enough uh, folks that just take the time to say thank you for doing what you're doing and it's amazing work. So thank you, Jenna. Well, you, you too. And now I need to hear from you. What is your, what's your big vision for the Milky Way Tech Hub and everything that you have going on? Yes. So thank you for asking. So um, very similar to yours. Um, again, I, I'm pushing, you know, increasing diversity in technology, but specifically um, racial diversity. And so um, I recently announced the raise of a $50 million fund. Um, I've got my fingers crossed for um, uh, deploying very soon, at least our first close. Um, and the goal is uh, within the next five years to fund at least 500 Black um, 
tech businesses. Um, and so this is something that's uh, a mission that's really near and dear to my heart. I've been in the, the seat of, um, you know, a, a, a startup founder that's pitching for funds. And I know how difficult it is. I know how um, hard it is to pitch to individuals who have their you know, biases, who've already written you off before you even said a word. And so um, I'm ready to start um, addressing uh, some of those disparities in the venture capital space with um, our own Black-owned managed fund. So I'm very excited for what's up ahead. I know it's going to be very difficult. I'm on phone calls with people on a regular basis telling me how difficult it's going to be. Um, but uh, I always tell them, you know, I'm a computer scientist, which is a white male-dominated field still. And so it was not, it's, my journey has never been easy. So if <laughs> um, your only response is this is going to be really difficult, that's not going to, that means nothing to me. This has always been difficult, <laughs> but we're going to hey, get it done. All, all the best things are hard to get. If they yes. were easy, they wouldn't be as amazing. So thank you to you two. And it is so needed. And I know we talked about this before and the, you know, disparities in where venture capital is going and women is only, you know, about 2%, you know, Latino, Latina, you know, one or 2% black women, 0.006%. And I think one of the mm -hmm. underlying issues, maybe the underlying issue for why more money isn't going to those types of underrepresented founders is because those are typically and historically not the people around the table making the investment decisions. So yeah. the more people that, you know, do the hard work and are willing to get in the arena like you're doing is so critically important because it's not going to fix the problem if we just keep telling all the old Harvard white guys to give more money to underrepresented founders. We need women. We need people of color. We need that diversity around the table making the investment decisions in order to see the final result of that increased money to, to those businesses. And one thing that really bothers me about it is I, I think so I think like right now, top 100 VC firms, only like 8% have women partners, only 1% have black partners, only 2% Latino or Latina founders. So the numbers don't lie in that correlation. But mm -hmm. what I really think is important is that investing in women, investing in underrepresented founders is not a charity. It's not yeah, doing no. it because of social impact. It is a smart, strategic move that historically, if you look at the numbers again, women-owned businesses, underrepresented founder-owned businesses, exit faster mm -hmm. and for double or more the return on the initial investment. Absolutely. So people, people are, you know, trying to make it this, oh, well, we're, we're donating, we're, they don't say donating, but like we're committing this amount of, this small portion, by the way, of our huge fund to women or underrepresented or minority founders, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, don't do it because you think you're doing a good thing. If right. you're smart, you're it's a able to tie it to the base dollar the opportunity. Line. Right, exactly. exactly. So what you're doing, it's so hard, but it again, so needed. We need more people like you around the decision making table because mm -hmm. pretty soon the the old white guys are gonna see like this is not a philanthropic move. This is smart business. And what have we been thinking this whole time? So yes, keep going, right. even when it's hard, it is, it is worth it.
it's worth it and it's necessary and you're absolutely right it is not a charity it is a smart business decision you're tapping in the pools that have not been tapped into yet um black and brown founders underrepresented founders women founders we are developing solutions um new solutions that are um specific to our demographics that you haven't been tapping into yet so it's definitely a smart <laughs> um for sure um so i wanted to move into um our partnership. I, I think that it's so important for women, especially now, to support each other. Um, and I'm so grateful that we've been able to collaborate on a pitch event. The Milky Way Tech Hub has our um, annual pitch event in November, and we'll be partnering with P5 this time Woo! to award um, founders of underrepresented backgrounds up to $15,000. And so I think that this is a great example of um, how uh, when women come together, things get better. <laughs> yes. And so initially this was going to be a $10,000 pitch event and now it's a $15,000. And I'm so grateful for um, Jenna, your willingness to partner with us. And I'm excited to see um, the outcome of this. I know it's going to be great. Do you want to share any details uh, specific to you? Yeah, Nadia, I am like so excited to, I think it's so important, like you said, for women to, to work together and, you know, for the P5 project and just a personal value, I think putting collaboration over competition is so important and it's really easy, I think, you know, for, for whether it's women owned organizations or groups or businesses or just businesses in general, it's kind of trendy right now to, you know, women empowering women or boss babes or support yeah. women, blah, blah, blah. And it, 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 you know, it has a marketing pull to it. So it's super easy to put up a meme or put something on your website or whatever that, yeah. that's important to you. But it's another thing to actually take action on that. And more importantly, put your money where your mouth is. So I love, and it's been a really interesting learning process, you know, putting our events and some of our programs together and, and finding out after reaching out to a lot of these organizations, even women's organizations, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, that say like that's a priority to them and their, their big goal is helping women entrepreneurs or underrepresented founders. Um, and then you ask them to take action or, or put some money behind it. And it's a little bit different story. So yeah. I, think, I think it's really important to find organizations like you know, what you're doing with the Milky Way Tech Hub and um, all the cool things and programs you have in the works. And, and like you said, combining them to make them even better. If we all have the same overall goal, how, how can we use our, our powers combined, our resources, our money, our, all of our stuff? I think one of the things that, you know, guys, I'll give them credit, have kind of figured out before us maybe um, is, is the importance of that collaboration and not looking at each other necessarily as competition. And I think part of that is subconsciously as women, it gets, ingrained in your mind like okay if there's only one you know female executive at the company then man the rest of the women must be my competition to get there when it should really be like That's let's get all women around like like let's get Absolutely. as many as possible i don't want to it's not gonna be fun for me as the only woman on top if i'm on the top with a bunch Absolutely. of white guys right. and i keep saying all white guys like i love old white guys too nothing against them they've been great mentors and business people too but um mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think empowering each other and taking action and, and putting money behind it is so important. Like we yeah. said earlier, money is power. And what can we do to to 
combine together and and make that bigger goal happen for the better of everyone. So I'm so excited to partner with you on this pitch competition on November 17th for, like you said, $15,000 cash prize. Um, and then hopefully some other initiatives in the future to just give more opportunities and resources to this demographic and audience that I love. I know you are passionate about and mm -hmm. just has so much potential waiting to be unleashed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're so grateful for the partnership. And um, you said it very well. We have to stand on each other's shoulders, turn around and lift somebody up. <laughs> um, so I, um, again, appreciate the partnership. And this is going to be a really exciting event. And, um, you know, I was asking, like, how can we make this more exciting or, or larger than the next uh, than last time during COVID-19? And this was the way. <laughs> so I'm grateful for the opportunity to partner with uh, P5. And I know it's going to be an amazing event. So, um, Jenna, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and being on the podcast. You are amazing. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, having me, Nadia, and thanks for all the amazing work you're doing. I'm so excited to partner with you and Milky Way Tech Hub and all the incredible work you're doing in Milwaukee. So let's keep it up. Keep going. I had an amazing time speaking with Jenna. She obviously is an incredible leader, and I'm really grateful for the partnership we've been able to establish. So there's so many incredible things happening in the Milky Way Tech Hub from our STEAM and DREAM open curriculum to the student pitch competition um, and obviously the annual pitch competition coming up in November and of course our monthly meetups. So make sure that you're staying tuned to what's going on in the Milky Way Tech Hub by following us on social media and be on the lookout for upcoming workshops, especially the ones that are leading up to our big pitch event in November. I'm so excited for all the things to come and I hope you are too. So stay tuned. Down to Mars podcast functions as a platform for Jet Constellations and the Milky Way Tech Hub to transform Milwaukee into the most diverse and inclusive tech hub in the nation where black people, women, people of color can thrive in Milwaukee's tech ecosystem. If you are interested in supporting diversity in tech, please visit our website, downtomarsmke.com to find out how. Take care.